chapter 15, couldn't necessarily sing a better song for the message this morning. Romans chapter 15. If you're new to your Bibles, still learning them, the book of Romans is after, right after the book of Acts. If you get past the first four books, the Gospels is what uh, many refer to them as, then you'll see the book of Acts and then you'll find Romans. Romans chapter number 15, of course that's all in the New Testament, Romans chapter 15 and verse number 13. Let's all stand to our feet if we could please in honor of the Word of God this morning, Romans chapter number 15 and verse number 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in what? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would please guide and direct in the service this morning. I pray for your Holy Spirit touch upon my words and upon this message. Lord, I pray for power that I do not have. I yield this service to you. I yield myself to you. I know that I am incapable of preaching your word with any power of my own. It must come from your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that you would draw your people's attention as we read and hear these passages this morning. I pray that you would draw their attention to the things of the Word of God so that they can have something eternal to rest their hopes in. We pray these things as we ask it in Jesus' name. And amen. You can be seated. The Bible refers to God as the God of hope. There are a lot of gods that people worship today, and I don't necessarily mean the kind of gods that people bow down to and worship, but that is also true. There are gods of all these different religious practices, whether you're talking about Islam or Buddhism or anything else. And they bow down to different gods. But there are also a lot of things that people worship today and put before God. And the Bible says that our God, the God of the Bible, is the God of hope. There's a reason why there are a lot of people today living without hope. It's because they are living without God in their lives. I say many times, and I've heard some of you say, on multiple occasions. I don't know how a person makes it in this life without a relationship with God. I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't know how I would have made it through some of the situations in life that we have gone through without the involvement of God in our lives. I don't know how people go through some of the hardships that they deal with, whether it be a major bout with cancer or some other form of health problem, or whether it be a marriage issue, or, or whether it just be life in general that is taking its toll on them. I look at some people and I, I feel pity for them because I don't know, uh, even when I look back on some of the circumstances that we've gone through, and I thank God that we have been sheltered from some 
of the harder things that some have gone through. Um, but when I look at some people's lives, I, I cannot even imagine how they make it, and I don't know how we would have made it through some situations without the Lord being a part of our lives. The Bible calls the God of the Bible the God of hope. And if you trust in or believe in or, or bury your life into any other God, you will live a life without hope. The word hope means an expectation of good. The way that the original word that this came from is uh, translated, it means an expectation of good things to come. Now when the Bible says the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost, I would imagine there would be some of you this morning that would say, and let's just be honest with ourselves, and as I've heard some preachers say in the past, knock the halos off of our heads for a second and stop acting like the angels we pretend to be and just be realistic and be human and be honest. And, and I bet there would be some, if not everybody in this room this morning, that could say, okay, now, if He is the God of hope, then why is it that I live so often without hope? Wouldn't just having God in my life mean that I should have hope? in every situation? And it's a fair question. To be honest, I think probably all of us ask that at different times. If He is the God of hope, then why is it that I don't have or feel any hope today? Some people are living without any real sense of hope. It is one of the greatest searches in the world today. People are looking for it in every corner that they can Look, they're looking for hope in politics and in the direction of America. And unfortunately, I'm sorry to say that I believe that we ought to be voting and I believe that we ought to be involved and interested in what's going on in our nation, but I also don't believe that we're going to find any hope in the political realm of our country. I don't believe that there is any way that if I put my hope in the politicians, and I, I like the sounds of this Mike Johnson guy that became the Speaker of the House. That whole thing was a debacle and a mess, but I think maybe through it, God gave us a really good man. I hope that he's able to do something through this. I don't know if he'll be able to, but I hope that he's able to actually lead our Congress and our House in a good direction. But I hate to say this, unfortunately, I think as long as he's fighting a battle against the situations in our government, he is fighting a losing battle. Because if our government is going to continue to despise God and do everything to try to push Him out of our society, then we're going to continue to struggle as a country. I wish I could rest my hope in Republicans. I can't rest my hope in Republicans anymore. I find myself more of an independent than I am a Republican. I know I just cussed in a crowd of conservatives. Did he just say if he's not as much of a Republican? Not as much anymore. I'm, not, I'm more conservative than most Republicans anymore. And so are you, to be honest. If you're a Bible-believing Christian, you're more conservative than a lot of Republicans are anymore. They have moved so far to the left that they're not what they used to be 20, 30 years ago. But, but if we place an expectation of good coming out of the things going on in government, unfortunately we know that where that's all headed, uh, according to the Bible, we probably don't have a whole lot of hope. Now, for a little while we were able to rest a little bit 
in our nation uh, a little bit in some hope that maybe things were starting to turn around. But uh, And whenever you think that may have happened last, whether you think it was under Reagan or somebody more recent, but the truth is that our government just keeps getting worse and worse, seems to care less and less about people. They're not representing us the way that they say that they are. Uh, you cannot find hope if you rest your hope in, man, I really hope this election goes good for us. What if it doesn't? Whether you're Republican or Democrat, boy, I really hope this election goes good for us. What if it doesn't? Then you're gone. You're out of hope. Some people try to find hope in the most recent Hollywood movie. You know, isn't it amazing if you notice that, ne that nearly everything they put out now does not have a happy ending? Has anybody noticed that recently? And they say they're doing it because they're trying to relate to a generation that is growing up without a mom and a dad in the home and that is dealing with a lot of heartache. So they feel like movies and cartoons and things that come out that are just all sunshine and roses don't relate to this generation. So they're actually making movies with less hope because they're trying to relate to a generation that's living without it. They admit it. They've said it. Isn't that something? Because they say they don't think somebody living in hard circumstances will relate to movies that are all fluffy and all good. But, you know, when, when you look back on some of the old cartoons and things that were made back in the day, they had good endings. The majority of them had good endings. They made you happy when they were over. But anymore, you're not going to find it in Hollywood. You won't find it in government. I'm not trying to be too negative. I'm setting you up on purpose. If you place your hope in your job and you say, well, I'm going to make a career out of this thing. Boy, we found out during the 2008 financial crisis that it didn't matter how much tenure you had and it didn't matter how long you had been with somebody. They were cutting everybody and letting everybody go and not giving you severance and not giving you retirement. And look, when it comes to the corporations that are hiring you, actually paying out in the end, I wouldn't put a lot of confidence in it. I hate to say that. But if your hope is in your job, you may be gravely disappointed. I'm not saying you will, but it's possible. So, here's the message this morning. Where to find lasting hope? Where to find lasting hope? Are you with me? Number one, I'm going to give you a couple of points about where not to find it, and a couple of definitions if we could, and then we'll get into the meat of it. Number one, to have lasting hope, we need to be able to be realistic about other things in life. The first mention of the word hope in the entire Bible, any idea where it appears? It appears in the book of Ruth. And here's the setting. In Ruth chapter number 1 and verse number 12, the Bible tells us that there were a couple of young ladies who were daughters-in-law to a woman who had lost her husband and they moved in the midst of a famine to a different country. When both of their husbands die and they find themselves without any hope left in this life, their mother-in-law says to them, Turn again, my daughters, 
and go your way. For I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, and she goes on to say, then would you even be able to wait long enough for my, my, my two sons, if I could have sons at this age of my life, would you be able to wait long enough for them to be uh, 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 mature and be able to marry them? She said, that doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just depart from me? So there's two daughters-in-law that are hanging out with their mother-in-law and living with her, trying to survive with her. All of them now at this point are left, left husbandless. And she says to them, look, why don't you just leave my side because I appreciate your kindness, but I'm not going to be able to give you any more husbands. Even if I had hope of being able to bear, you, to, to bear new sons by the time they were old enough to marry, you two would be way too old to marry them, so this doesn't make any sense. She's just trying to talk them out of following her, and she's trying to be kind to the two daughters-in-law that she loves and get them to leave her and go find another path in life. But one of them, by the name of Ruth, stays with her and continues to follow along with her. The first time that the word hope is used, it is used in the book of Ruth with a lady who says, I don't have any hope of having any new sons. Isn't that encouraging? Aren't you glad you came to church this morning for that? But sometimes we can find in, it's, 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 a little, it's a little tool we use that's called the law of first mention. How many of you ever heard of that before? The law of first mention is essentially, what is the first time a word is used in the Bible? Often, maybe not always, but often God will use that setting, that verse or that situation when He uses a word for the first time. He will use that passage to explain that word to you. The first time a certain word is mentioned in the Scriptures, often you will find a definition or a good application for your life in it. So when I went to the first time that the word hope appears in the Scriptures and I found uh, that, that Ruth and her sister-in-law were being told to leave because I have no hope of having another son that could turn into a husband for you, I thought, well, that's not entirely encouraging. The very first time hope is mentioned in the Bible, it's not necessarily a positive thing. But here's what it is. It's a real thing. You see, Naomi says, if you're putting your hope in me, and if you're putting your hope in getting another husband out of me, this probably isn't going to work out very well. She was realistic, you see, about where your hope should be placed. We shouldn't live without hope for other things in this life, because if you do, it can be the source of a negative and endured life. How many of you want to say that for the rest of your life, here's the life I want to live, I just want to live a life that I can endure? There's not a lot of hope in that kind of a lifestyle. But unfortunately, some people are walking through every day just barely getting by and saying, if I could just endure another day. We shouldn't live without hope for other things in life it can be the source of a life enjoyed or a lack of hope can be a source of a life endured. I think the truth is that all of us need to live every day with a little bit of hope in our hearts, a little expectation of good, even if it is towards the things in this life. What am I saying? 
I'm saying, in other words, it's not good to live constantly negative, even when it's things in this life that you can't necessarily count on. I cannot count on the political realm turning out well or according to the way I want it to turn out. I can't count on that, but I also shouldn't live a life constantly being negative, thinking, well, things are always just going to be the worst. Nobody should live a life of Eeyore. Anybody know about Eeyore? Do you know? He's, he's always got a cloud hanging over him. His tail's always falling off. They always have to take a little tack and nail it back on. Eeyore is always, Woe is me. Nothing's going to turn out good. Anybody remember? Did you? All right, good. So we know who Eeyore is. Look, living a life like that is literally bad for your health. The Bible says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. If you're constantly deferring hope and just saying, I'm going to push it away and push it away and push it away, I'm going to have no hope in anything, then you'll constantly live in this life sick and down and bothered. And y'all, that's bad for your health. It's bad for your mind. It's bad for, your, for the chemicals and how they fire in your brain. It's bad on a whole lot of fronts. We cannot afford to live with hope deferred, constantly deferring our hope and saying, well, nothing's going to turn out good. My wife has been trying to tell me this for years. When we, when, we, when we were first getting to know each other after you get married, you're, all, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to learn each other and figure things out and, and, and learn how to live with each other and so on and so forth. You know, it's all, it is all great. I, 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 I am super uh, thankful for my wife, but, but the, you know, those first couple of years, all of you can, can, can attest to the fact if you, uh, if you can make it through those first couple of years, you've got something. There's a lot of learning to do with each other, isn't there? And she would often say to me, honey, why so negative all the time? And my answer was, and I don't know why, where I get the, got this idea, but I probably heard it from somebody. My idea was, well, uh, because if I expect the worst and good comes, then at least I'm not disappointed if the, if the worst happens. But if good happens, then it's a wonderful thing. It's like the cherry on top. But if bad happens, well, at least I expected bad to happen. But you know what? That is a really unhealthy way to live. <laughs> It's not good for you mentally. It's not good for you emotionally. It's not good for you physically. They have proven that cancer is at a much higher rate in people that live negatively. They have proven that, that, that heart disease happens much more frequently in people that live negatively. It's not good to live without hope. Now, we do need to be realistic about things and understand that, look, our, our full hope and trust should not rest in things in this life. And we get that instruction from the Word of God at the first mention of hope. Secondly, hope must be found in the right things. In Job chapter number 31, Job said this, If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, Thou art my confidence. If I rejoiced because my wealth was great, and because mine hand had gotten much, this also were an iniquity to be punished by the judge, for I should have denied the God that is above. You know what he just said? He said he should be punished by God if his hope was found in money. God reminds Job by taking it all from him that a man shouldn't have hope resting in the wrong things. Now listen, that's all kind of negative. But you need to understand that to have lasting hope, we need to be realistic about some things in this life. We need to understand, and please hear this out, before we turn this around and get positive, hear me out. Things that are connected to this world can always turn out poorly. 
Now, we don't need to live with an expectation that they will turn out poorly. We ought to live with a little hope. But the reality is that we need to be real. Life doesn't always go well. People that we love pass away. Cancer does come. Heart disease does come. Alzheimer's does come. Those things do happen. And unfortunately, even though we shouldn't live in this life without hope, if our hope only rests in things that are attached to this world, sometimes they just don't go the way we expected. And I think what happens is, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of Christians have been programmed by either false teaching or maybe misunderstanding, but I think the music industry hasn't helped this at all. Some Christians have grown to believe that as long as you're saved, nothing bad will go wrong. And then when something bad does go wrong, then you feel like, oh my soul, God can't be trusted. But the problem is, our hope was resting in something attached to this life. And when it didn't turn out, then we were disappointed. And our heart was made sick. And because your heart was made sick, you decided not to have hope in anything. And that is not the right reaction at all. Hope needs to be found in the right things. Right? So where do we find it? Now, a lot of where we're going to look this morning is going to be out of the book of Psalms. And so I'm going to ask you to use your Bibles a little bit this morning because I want you to see these things with your own eyes. Look, if you would please, at Psalm chapter number 16. You know, there cannot be a more encouraging book of the Bible than the book of Psalms. But you know what's funny about saying that? The book of Psalms is full of heartache. <laughs> the, the psalmists, not in every case, but in many cases, the psalmists in, neither every, in, in nearly every psalm are dealing with hardships in life. But it's also one of the most encouraging books of the Bible. Now I want, you to, I want you to notice with me, where do we find hope? If the Bible says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace... No, I didn't quote the rest of that, and there is a reason for that. I'm going to get to it. Then where do we find hope? Look at Psalm chapter number 16 and look at verse number 8. The Bible says, I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Now what is being said here is that by putting God at your right hand, that means you're putting Him in the place of strength. You're putting Him in the position of, of exaltation. In other words, if a person says, God is at my right hand, in other words, He is your life. Does that make sense? He is everything to you. You're putting Him in the place of importance in your life. Are you with me? Look at verse number 9. Therefore, my heart is what? And my glory, what? My flesh also shall... Rest in hope. You see that? Look, if you would please, in Psalm chapter number 31, and look at verse number 24. Psalm chapter number 31, and let's look at verse number 24. The Bible says in verse number 24, Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart, all ye that, what? Hope in the, what? In the Lord. Look at Psalm chapter number 38 and verse number 15. Psalm 38 and verse number 15. For in thee, O Lord, do I what? Thou wilt hear, 
O Lord my God. Look at chapter 39 and verse number 7. We could go on and on and on and on and on. Look at verse number 7 of chapter 39. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is what? Where can we find lasting hope? Number one, we find it only in the Lord. We find it only in Him. We can go on and on and on finding different passages where this is stated throughout the book of Psalms. Listen, no matter how hard life was, the psalmist knew they may not always be able to count on the situations and circumstances in their life, but they could always find hope in the Lord. Listen to me. If you're going to have lasting hope throughout every trial and every situation in this life, you need to learn how to put the Lord at your right hand. In other words, learn how to make Him the object of your life, the point of your life. You can always find hope and rest in the Lord. No matter what health situation, no matter what political situation, no matter what it is, if you make God the most important thing in your life, you can always find hope. It is hard for a Christian or for a person to find hope in things when God is not at their right hand, when God is not the center and most important part of their life. Some people are searching for hope, but they come to church very rarely. And they're trying to find hope in all the other things in life. If you want to be able to have hope in every situation in life, if you want to be able to have hope that lasts, make God your right-hand man. Make Him the center of your life, not just part of your life. Some people have a hard time finding hope because God is just a part of their life. We use Him when we need Him. But if you will rest in Him and have a relationship with Him and be faithful to Him, then no matter what situation you're going through, there will always be a way to find hope. Is everybody okay? My hope is found in the Lord, for He is at my right hand. Ever, everybody, please understand this morning. No, you may not always be able to see and find hope in the things of this world. But if you will put God at the center of your life and make Him the object of your life, make Him the reason that you live, make Him the reason that you get up in the morning, make Him the reason that you are going through day to day, and you find yourself in His Word and in prayer and in church, you'll have a hard time living without hope. Secondly, Look at Psalm chapter number 33. We're going to backtrack a little bit. Psalm chapter number 33. Hope that lasts. Number one, it must be found in the Lord. By putting Him at your right hand. In other words, by making Him the most important part of your life, not just part of your life. The reason that you live and the person that you live for. Secondly, Psalm chapter 33 and look at verse number 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear Him, upon them that hope in His what? Look at Psalm chapter number 147. Look at verse number 11. Psalm chapter 147. Look at verse number 11. Psalm chapter number 147 and verse number 11. The Bible says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that what? Hope in His what? In His mercy. We can find lasting hope in His mercy. Listen to me this morning, please. There is always hope that God will be merciful. There's always hope that God will be merciful. 
We don't necessarily know that every situation in life is going to turn out right. But we can always have hope in His mercy. Remember when one man was given a death sentence? His name was Hezekiah. And the Bible says that he turned his face to the wall and he began to be heavy hearted and he prayed and asked God for a little more time and God gave him 15 more years. Now listen to me. There is always a chance that God will be merciful. No matter how bad situations in life may be, you can rest your hope in the Lord and you can rest your hope in His mercy. You never know whether or not God might make this to turn out well. And so, you can hang on to hope that God may be merciful. In Psalm chapter number 26 and verse number 11, the Bible says, But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity, redeem me, and be merciful unto me. In Psalm chapter 37 and verse number 26, the psalmist says, He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. In Psalm chapter number 103 and verse number 8, the Bible says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Do you understand that you can always find hope in the mercy of God? You never know when He might be merciful. Remember when David numbered the people and he wasn't supposed to and God sent pestilence upon the people? Why did that happen? Because David said, I would rather be in the hands of God than in the hands of men because he says essentially, who can know whether or not God will show mercy? Is everybody okay? You may not be able to rest in the hope in the things in this life, but you can always have lasting hope in the Lord and you can always have hope in His mercy. Listen to me, Christian. You don't know whether or not God might turn that situation around, so keep seeking Him. Keep praying to Him. Keep asking God for His mercy. The psalmists constantly relate to us that they were appealing to God's mercy. There is always hope when you know there's always a chance that God might be merciful. Number three, how to find lasting hope. Look, look at Psalm chapter number 119. Psalm chapter number 119. And look at verse number 49. Psalm chapter 119, look at verse number 49. The Bible says, Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to what? Remember the word under thy servant. Did you catch that? Look at Psalm chapter number 119 and verse number 81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy what? Look at verse number 114. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I what? Hope in thy Word. In Psalm chapter 130, the Bible says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in His words do I hope. In Romans chapter number 15, a New Testament passage, the Bible says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Are you listening? We have lasting hope when we hope in His Word. Now, listen, please, understand something. There are times, occasionally, when we have taken a passage of the Word of God and maybe hoped in something that didn't necessarily apply to us. I was talking with a man about this the other day. 
there was a young man that asked me, he said, isn't it true that the Bible says that uh, uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper? I said, well, that's true. The Bible does say that there is no weapon formed against that particular person that shall prosper, but that doesn't mean that every situation that we face means that we will never have a weapon formed against us that will prosper. Unfortunately, I guarantee there are people in this room that feel like occasionally you've had some weapons prosper against you. Would that be accurate? Then does that mean that God's Word is a lie? No, but what it does mean is that sometimes we take a passage that had a certain meaning for a certain situation and we think it applies to us and we have to be careful about that. Now, I do believe that no weapon formed against me in a spiritual realm shall prosper. But if I were to hang on to a passage like that and say, well, that means that there's never going to be any evil in my life and nobody's ever going to be mean to me and there's nobody that's ever going to have something out for me that is ever going to happen bad to me and then it happens, well then, by thinking that we were able to hope in His Word because the Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper but something did prosper that was evil against me, then now what? That means I can't trust the Word of God. No, it just means we misunderstood the meaning of the passage. Is everybody okay? If we're going to have hope in the Word of God, there, have to be, there has to be an understanding of the context of what is being said. When we take certain passages for our own situation and say, well, right here the Bible says this. Look, anybody can take any one single verse out of the Bible and try to claim it for themselves. Anybody can do that. But we need to understand the bigger picture. If we're going to rest our hope in a passage of the Word of God, we need to take the time to read the entire passage, the beginning of that chapter, or even go further back. You might need to go to the beginning of the book to understand the context. We were dealing with that in Sunday school this morning. If you take James chapter number 2 and just a couple of verses out of James chapter number 2 and begin using them, then you can be really confused about whether or not you can lose your salvation or whether or not you have to work for your salvation. But if you take the entire thing from the beginning of the book to that portion of the, of the passage, then you get the bigger picture. Is everybody okay? Unfortunately, what has happened is some people have rested in a passage of Scripture that they misunderstood as applying to them, and the reality is it just didn't apply to them. It was for a specific person at a specific time and can be applied in some ways, but it may not apply in every situation. And then if you're not careful, you get frustrated and there you are again. Hope is deferred and your heart gets sick because I took a passage of Scripture that I thought applied to me and it didn't turn out and now I'm mad at God. Is everybody okay? Whew, this message is going a lot different than I thought it would. I thought we'd have a shout it down rejoicing time and uh, it's not going that way, but hopefully it'll be a help to somebody. How to have stable hope in this life. Number one, you find it in the Lord. Number two, we can always find it in His mercy. Number three, we can always hope in His Word as long as His Word is understood properly. <laughs> Number four, we have hope in eternity. In Proverbs chapter number 14, in verse number 32, the Bible says, The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. 
In Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 26, the Bible says, It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. In Galatians chapter number 5, the Bible says, For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. In Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 5, the Bible says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Now listen to me. Even though we may not be able to hope in everything in this life, we always as a Christian have hope in eternity. And that is really where our hope should rest. It should rest in the eternal things, not in the temporal things. We have hope in our coming salvation. And so, when you're going through situations in life and you don't understand why things are going the way that they are and times are tough, we may not be able to have hope in all of the things in this life, but if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can look forward to a heavenly place and a heavenly hope and an eternal hope that you can rest in one of these days. You will not have to deal with all of the trials and hardships in this life. We have hope in eternity. Lastly, and I'm going to hasten, where to find lasting hope. There is hope in a person, and His name is Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter number 5, and verse number 5, now stay with me because I'm going to quote some Bible here, and if we can't be excited about the Bible, then our rest, we are resting in the wrong hope, so stay with me. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 5, the Bible says, For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of the righteousness by faith. In Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse number 18, the Bible says, The eyes of your understanding being lightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. In Colossians chapter number 1 and verse number 23, the Bible says, If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof Paul I am made a minister. Listen, the hope of the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hope is found in the person of Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter number 1, the Bible says, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1, the Bible says, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, the Bible says, But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. In Titus chapter number 1 and verse number 2, the Bible says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. And that promise was in His Son. Titus chapter number 2, the Bible says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I can go on and on and on and on and on, quoting Scripture upon Scripture upon Scripture. You say, where do I find hope in this life? Your hope should rest in Jesus Christ and His salvation. You find these passages all through Scripture where the word hope is directly tied to a person and His name is Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Christian, if you have Jesus Christ, you have everything. So when the Bible said in the book of Romans, our text passage in Romans 15-13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. 
fill you with all joy and peace in believing. What is being said is that where our hope rests should be in believing that Jesus Christ will one day save us and that there is an eternal hope that is beyond all the things in this world. Listen, people are looking for hope today, but often looking for it in the wrong places. And as a result, many people are living hopeless. So where is it that we find hope? First of all, we find it in the Lord by putting Him at our right hand. Secondly, we find it by hoping in His mercy. Thirdly, we find it in His Word. Fourth, uh, we can find it in eternity. And fifth, we can find it in the person of Jesus Christ. In other words, your hope is an eternal hope, not a hope attached to this world. And it's not that we shouldn't live with hope in the things of this life. Hope that our marriage will turn out well. Hope that uh, the political realm will turn out well. Hope that your finances will turn out well. Living negative doesn't help anybody. But the truth is, we need to be real about those things and understand that just because we're a Christian doesn't mean that the things in this life, while we live in a fallen world, won't go wrong sometimes. Our hope is an eternal hope. One that rests in eternal things. And when we find hope in that, we find a hope that lasts. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that You would please help people this morning to leave with a little more hope in their hearts and in their minds. With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around, how many would say, Preacher?